This is Chad Harrison, and you're listening to Hope Alive, applying God's word to your daily life. Hi, this is Chad Harrison, and I am the teaching pastor of Lake Community Church and have been serving as a pastor for 25 years. I'm also a practicing attorney. This podcast is designed to help you study God's word and find God's will for your life. I pray in the name of Jesus right now that God would open up his word to you and allow you to see him and to know him and to know his will, that you might glorify him and that you might walk in faith and power each and every day, especially today in Jesus name. Good morning. Welcome to Lake Community Church's morning Bible study. I am in Exodus chapter 16. We're studying through Exodus chapter 16 and we're in verse four. And there is, there's so much here as far as dealing with the ideas and understandings that I'm going to just, it's going to have to be rapid fire. That's really the only way to handle it. That's really the only way to get at some of these truths that you're going to see here. Some of the understandings that you're wanting to find as you're studying through this book. And this is an important moment. It's where God begins to feed his people supernaturally. And I say that that way for a reason, because God, when he feeds you the bread of life, the word of God, John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And, and then later on, it says, and we beheld his, we beheld his glory, the glory of the only begotten son of God. What it's talking about is, is that Jesus became flesh and made his dwelling among them. And he was the word of God and understanding that, that Jesus is the word of God and he is the bread of life. And he said that himself, I am the bread of life. Understanding that truth and understanding those truths is important because <clears throat> God reveals himself through his son and he makes that re revelation possible to you in your own heart and mind through the Holy Spirit. And so the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus to you or allows you to understand him in his fullness. And so when God provides for the children of Israel in the wilderness, when he provides them bread in the morning and meat in the evening, that is a picture of him providing them, him feeding them his understanding, his truth. Now, there's some competing ideas that you have to understand. God, when he begins the process of feeding them, he wants to, them to continue. He wants them to learn to walk in his rules and regulations or walk in the law. Now, we need to deal with that at the very start before I start getting into legalism, because a lot of people in the New Testament understand, and we know this is the truth, that we do not live by the law but we live by the Spirit, and the Spirit leads us into all righteousness, which means, what does that mean? We understand from the teachings of Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount that it's impossible for you to uh, live by the law. The law reveals God's holiness and unveils your sinfulness. So the law reveals God's holiness, and then it unveils your sinfulness to you. And your sinfulness cannot be, well, it cannot be uh, washed away or wiped away by your efforts. Your sinfulness is paid for by Jesus, and then God leads you 
into all righteousness. What does that mean? He teaches you how to live your life according to his character and his way. And in that process, he teaches you not to hate your neighbor, which is murder, or or covet your neighbor's property, which is theft, or live in lust of the flesh, which is lust of the flesh, which is sexual addiction and things like that. He teaches you not to deceive your neighbor, but not by rules, but by a relationship, by walking in a relationship with him. The realization as we walk with him and he reveals Jesus to us that it is best for them and us as we walk that we be truthful, that we that we don't take from others. And all these understandings that where God unveils or reveals himself to us through the law and unveils his, his character and nature to us through 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 telling us, I am holy, I am you I'm not base, I'm not common, I'm not sinful like you are. And then unveils our sinfulness and allows us to see that we need him to to change us. We need him to make us whole and make us new. And when we're studying this, he's going to feed them, but he doesn't want them to work. He doesn't want them to work on Sunday because you're to set apart a day of the week to for your relationship with God, for your relationship with his people, for being together with him. And the Sabbath rest is going to be a part of the Ten Commandments. It's going to be part of the law. It's going to be a part of his people's activities from from now on, and it's going to resonate in the New Testament, and it's important because God God made you for a relationship with him, and he wants to have a day with you. And so even when he's feeding them here, even when he's beginning to give them food to eat supernaturally, he wants them to understand that, that well, that you're not to do work. So we begin to see the law creep in, and we begin to see ideas that he teaches us. Now, I want to break down, like I said, we're going to go rapid fire this morning, and we're going to talk about several things. First of all, I want you to notice that the reason God is doing this is because they need it. They need the bread of life. They need the meat from heaven. They need God to provide that for them. So there's nothing wrong with them asking for it, okay? There's nothing wrong with them seeking it out. They should go to God and say, God, we don't have anything to eat. Will you give us something to eat? Is there anything wrong with that? Absolutely not. They, the people should say to God, we need you to provide for us. God is not going to ever get upset about that. If you go to God and say, God, this is my need, this is my problem, this is my issue, I'm coming to you. He is a good father, as our song sings, as we sing that song. He is. He's a good father. But how you do it and your attitude toward it will reveal your maturity in the kingdom of God. Oftentimes, what people do is they whine and complain, and you're going to see that a lot with the children of Israel because they're immature. They're immature. They don't want to walk. They don't want to walk by faith, and they want things provided for them, and they don't want to grow. And that becomes the problem why they don't go into the promised land, and that's going to happen not too long from now in this story chronologically. They're going to spend 40 years in the wilderness because they refuse to go in, but their opportunity to go in is not going to be long down the road. And what they do is they just refuse to walk by faith. They just refuse to trust God and to walk in it. And it is, that's a struggle. I'm going to tell you, that is a deep abiding struggle to walk with God in the midst of those problems, in the midst of issues. It's a difficulty. And and you've got to learn to mature and to grow up and to do it. And one of the ways you can tell a believer is, is mature is there's two different ways you'll see it. A lot of times you get a lot of pastoring folks, 
pastors talk to each other, especially in my former denomination, the Baptist church, they'd say, that's a, that's not a good church. That's a tough church. That's a rough church. And what they're really meaning is they're immature and they're not, they tend to whine and they intend to expect other people to do the spiritual things for them. And that's really what, what's going on. And when I'm dealing with someone and it's always complaining and things are not just right, that's just like a little baby. That's why babies cry. And that's why babies is because they don't know how to provide for themselves and they don't, they don't know how to tell you what's wrong. So they just do a lot of whining and crying. And if you'll learn a baby's cry, you can learn what, you know, okay, that's the cry where my feelings hurt. That's the cry where I'm hungry. That's the cry where I'm tired. That's the cry where I need my diaper changed. All those cries are legitimate and you need to learn them as a parent. And me being a new grandfather, I, I love to learn those things about my, my granddaughter because I want, I want to meet her needs and God wants to meet your needs. But that being said, mature Christians don't do that way. You go, mature Christians don't cry? No, they don't. Mature Christians realize that God's at work. Mature Christians realize that any circumstance that I'm facing is a circumstance in which God is going to be moving and is going to be telling me and teaching me and growing me, and I need to search for him in that circumstance. And so I don't whine to God. I search for God. I search for God in the circumstance. I search for God in what he's doing, and I join him in what's going on around me, and I don't whine about it. And mature Christians, when things go on in the church that are problems, you'll see them doing, you'll see them acting, you'll see them using their spiritual gifts, you'll see them using the supernatural power of God, the understanding that God's given them from his word, and acting in faith to resolve the issues, to build the kingdom, to make things happen in God's, with God's people in God's church. And you know who the mature Christians are because they do that all the time. You'll see it all the time. You'll see mature Christians growing. They just get things done in the kingdom of God. And that's your goal is to see, see a situation as an opportunity for God to move, act upon that situation in faith, and join God in making things happen using your supernatural powers that God has given you, your spiritual gifts on the situation to build the kingdom of God. And a person who rarely do I deal with mature Christians who are whining about very much, okay? They usually are coming to me saying, Pastor, this is the situation. This is what I think we ought to do. I'm already doing that. What do you think? And that's the way to do it because they're getting my guidance. They're making sure they're in the proper order of things. And the truth is about 99% of the time when something like that happens, I go, yeah, get with it. Let me help you. I think we ought to might, might consider this. And then but ain't no telling what, I, what kind of advice I might give or not give. I might just pat them on the back and say, excellent, let's do it. And that is supernatural Christians. But now baby Christians are not going to do that. They're just not going to do that. It says in verse 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I'll rain bread from heaven for you. Notice God saying, Look, you ain't going to have to worry about gathering food in the wilderness. There's not going to be enough of it. I'm going to give it to you. And the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day. Now, this is important. This is really important. You can't eat. You can't grow fat. You're not going to grow like tomorrow, you're going to know everything about the kingdom of God. That's just not going to happen. And especially for new Christians, new Christians need to this. I'm going to tell you, they need to hear God's word. When God speaks to their heart about a certain situation, or the word speaks to some part of their, their heart or their mind. And he speaks to them and says, this is what's going on, or this is what you should do, or this is how I'm working, or this is who I am. 
Whenever he does that, then you take that and make that a part of your life that day. You grab hold of that little piece of God's word. You, like a nice piece of manna from heaven, you just eat and nibble on it and think about it and consider it and make it a part of your life. And if you do that long enough, you begin to mature to the point where you really begin to figure out and see things. Things start coming together for you. But the only way for that to ever happen in the global context of God's Word is for you to eat the little pieces of God's Word, nibble on those little pieces of God's Word as you as you go through life as a young uh, a Christian, as a baby Christian. You drink that milk, you nibble on that bread and things, and you begin to learn how to do things. You watch you use that truth to teach you, and then, boom, you're growing. God's not going to give you too much. He's not going to give you more than you need. He's not going to give you more, more than you can handle. Just enough for the day. He's going to give you your daily bread for the day. And over time, you just grow up. You just figure it out. But he's not, he's not telling you that you need to store it up forever and ever because it'll go bad. God's word is... Listen to me. It's eternal. It's powerful. It's life-giving. It's the revelation of his son, but it's also timely. You need to hear that. It's timely. Uh, what do you mean by that? What I mean by that is God's going to tell you what you need to hear from his word about your life today. He's going to tell you today. And if you're trying to store it up so you can learn it later, I'm going to tell you later he's got another piece of bread for you. He doesn't have the, he's not giving you stale old bread from yesterday. He's giving you new stuff today. And so you need to take what you get today and use it and not, not wait until tomorrow and try to eat that stale old bread for today because life is moving on. Life is moving on. And God's, God's wanting to teach you today what you need to know today. And sure, are there things that I learned from the past that God brings to the forward to the future? Absolutely. I like to eat spaghetti at least once every two weeks, okay? And I don't want to eat it tomorrow after I eat it today, but I like it, okay? And so I'm going to need it down the road a little bit. But you, a lot of people just hone in on one thing, and that's all they ever do. Or they hone on in one thing, and then they get bored with God. You just can't do that. And he said, listen, just go out there and get your quota for the day that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. I want you to notice what he's saying here. What he's saying is, I'm going to see if you'll actually do what I say today. If you'll walk in it today. If you'll begin to be, be a person of faith to hear what I have to say today and do what I've got for you to do today. Wow, what a powerful message God has for us here. He's saying to his children, he's saying to you right now, I, I don't need the great accomplishes, accomplishments of tomorrow that I have planned for you. I don't need you working on them today. I need you working on walking with me by faith right now. I need you to, I need you to hone in on who I need you to become because I'm changing you and I'm growing you, giving you my son, the bread of life. I need you to take that and use it and become what you need to be today. And let me make the big things happen for you tomorrow. Let me fix the problems coming down the line. Let me make the big celebratory accomplishments and victories. Let me make them happen down the road. But you need to be who you're supposed to be today. Eat it today. Eat the bread I've given you today. It says, verse 5, And it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in, and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily. Meaning, uh, now listen, you, we're going we're gonna to learn 
my will and my way. And one of my will and my ways is that you're going to set aside a day for me and you're not going to gather bread that day. I'm going to provide it for you. I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it last on into the Sabbath rest. And he's presenting them the Sabbath rest in, in verse five. And that's an important thing. He's revealing his character. He's revealing his nature. And he's saying to them, listen, listen, we got to start growing up. And I'm going to say that to, to my congregation, and I'm going to say that to the church I pastor in the time I'm doing this Bible study. We've got a lot of people who are fired up about what God's doing, and they're searching God out. And what I would say to them is eat that daily bread today and walk in it, and walk by faith and mature and grow, and ask yourself, are you, are you whining in the crib? Are you eating that bread and learning how to walk? And if you're eating that bread and learning how to walk, let me tell you something. The sky's the limits. God's door is wide open. His his blessings, his promises, his gifts, they're all available to you, and he's going to give them to you. And so I would say to you, God's day is today, and you are walking in it. And praise God you are. And for those of you who are mature in, in the body, I'd say to you, walk by faith. Start using your gifts to build the kingdom. Be dynamic as God is dynamic. Be powerful as God is powerful and and be the kingdom for those around you so that they can see it. And if we start doing those things on a regular basis all the time, if that just is a regular uh, lifestyle that we live, not just for the moment, not just for this week, not just for this month, but we do it regularly and we do it consistently. Let me tell you that there's nothing we cannot do. There's nothing we cannot do. And I believe that. And I, I know that you believe that. We pray we prepare, and then we walk in faith. We pray, we prepare by reading God's word and hearing God's truth, and then we walk in faith. And I know you're going to be doing that. I am too. As you go today, I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you, that he'll make his face to shine upon you, and that he will give you hope and peace today in Jesus' name.